yeah, like I'll start drinking coffee and then I turn into like 19-year-old me where I'm like crazy hyper and I just start jumping around and getting people to dance and sing with me and I just feel like I don't need that energy today. <laughs> um, people are like, WTF. Yeah, they're like, what is going on with this girl? Like, are you on drugs? Just caffeine. Just caffeine, which is kind of druggy in my opinion. It is kind of druggy. It really is. It really is it kind of, of druggy. Like, it alters your entire headspace. Like, it's a mind-altering substance. <laughs> it gives me serotonin, and I feel like that's all I need in my life. Yo, Yes. Hello and welcome to Flawed Feedback. I'm your host Crystal and I've got Rosa here with me and today's episode is going to be all about parenting and giving some flawed feedback to some parenting stories that we found on Reddit. And at the very end we have a fun, funny-ish story about a choosy beggar from the Choosy Beggars Reddit subreddit (laughs) i hope you stick around to get some of that because there are so many giggles and laughs at the end there and here we go so the first story is am i the asshole for taking all the collars off of my son's shirts my son is autistic and hates collared shirts he says they rub his skin and hurt I never buy him collared shirts, but his school uniform is collared, and sometimes other people buy him some. So I take them to the tailor. My mother-in-law bought him several nice shirts for Christmas, and I just picked them up from my tailor. My son wore one to lunch with my wife's family yesterday. My mother-in-law was furious that I altered the shirts because they were very expensive. My wife asked me to apologize to her mother, but I don't think I should. Is it silly for him to have shirts he will never wear? This way, he will actually get use out of them. My wife said it hurt her mother's feelings, and we could have just bought him new shirts instead of altering the ones she bought. What is the point of a shirt just sitting in the closet unworn? Is it rude to alter a gift? No. (laughs) What what are your thoughts? I don't think it's rude to alter a gift. And I don't think, I think that it's for the benefit of the child. Yeah. The child is not comfortable. The child also has a disability. So we have to take those things into consideration. I'm sorry your feelings are hurt, but I don't know. Like, take several seats, lady. Well, I feel like I have a problem with the mother-in-law. The, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like. I'm actually offended, like not offended, but I'm annoyed with her. I am actually kind of offended, obviously not personally offended, but I guess like secondhand offended, Mm -hmm. if that's even a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is your grandson. It's not a secret that he's autistic. It's not a secret that he doesn't like collared shirts. I'm almost, um, I almost feel like she probably purchased the collared shirts just to make a point like, oh, he's going to wear them. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I mm-hmm. also I also feel like the wife, the mom of this son, she needs to advocate for her child. Not her mother. Right. Like um, 
I feel like as an autistic, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the expert on autism by any means, but I feel like you have to put yourself in the shoes of this child who has so many challenges, um, being autistic. So if he's going to get used out of the shirts, number one, and they can be altered to suit his needs, then why not? Like, once you give me a gift, it's mine. Right. I could literally wipe my ass with it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's what one of the comments says. One of the comments says, not the asshole. A gift should be given without expectation that the recipient mm-hmm. will use it in the way that makes the giver feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. why would anybody buy expensive shirts for a child? I know, grandmothers. Once my mother-in-law bought me a dry clean only outfit for my baby. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I just, a dry clean outfit for a baby. I mm-hmm. just, that sounds mm-hmm. like a lot. I don't I, even dry clean my own clothes. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it also goes into sort of like what we have discussed like what we discussed previously, like parenting advice, sort of, because like you're giving me, like say like you give someone parenting advice and they don't take it how you want to give it, like how you meant for it to be taken. But when you put your, when you put information out there, any thoughts or any whatever the hell information or gifts or gestures, it's out there and it can be taken however that person wants to take it. So when you give a gift, I'm I'm in agreement with that comment. Like you give a gift you could, it's, it's your, what is your intent here? Like with this gift? Yeah. Well, another comment. Mm -hmm. Another comment says, does your mother-in-law know about your son's sensitivity to colors? If she does, why would she purchase them for him? Not the asshole, but I'm not understanding why shirts are purchased for him by mother-in-law that he can't wear. And then OP says, I think she does. It's a sensory thing. It's a a sensory thing, right. And so OP says, I think she does, but she's very absent-minded. So I think that this was the perfect opportunity for the daughter. Excuse me for the daughter, for his wife, right, to say, hey, mom, just so you know, in case you've forgotten, son is, you know, he doesn't really like colors, it it irritates him, and we wanted to make sure that he got a lot of use out of these shirts, so husband, you know, went off and got them altered. We're so appreciative of these shirts. Thank you so much. We love the quality of them. But mm-hmm. I think that it would have gone to waste had we not removed the collars. I feel like it was an easy solution. And there was, like, the dad is advocating for this kid to mother and to mother-in-law. And that, sh- for me, shouldn't be the case. Like, mom should be advocating to the mother-in-law. Mom should be advocating mm-hmm. for the kid to the mother-in-law, to her mom, because... That's also, her son. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing to indicate that everything that the father did wasn't directly for the son. Mm-hmm. 
everything he did was for this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like to spite with, the mother-in-law. With this kid in mind, right? Right. So, I don't want your effing gift then if, if, <laughs> if you're not considering the person you're giving the gift to, you're considering yourself. If I'm sure it's being told to her, the kid is autistic, he's got sensory, you know, this is a sensory thing for him, it bothers him. I am not going to try to argue with him that it shouldn't bother him. He has a disability. We're not on, we're not on this. I'm not speaking to an adult that is in the headspace that I'm at. He's autistic. Well, he's also a child. Like autism. And he's a child. Yeah. Autism aside, right? He's a child. And I'm not, I'm not sure if mother-in-law remembers having her children be small, but There are just some things that as an adult, you compromise on with a child. I have so many friends who their kids don't want to wear jackets. And for all intents and purposes, they're not neurodivergent, right? They just don't want to wear jackets. They don't feel cold in the same way if they're running around or whatever. And I feel like some of the parents are definitely like, oh, I wish they would wear a jacket. They're holding it in their hand just in case the kid gets cold, but regardless of what the parent wants in that moment, they are making this compromise with that kid. Like, hey, I hear you. You're running around. You're hot. I can see your little cheeks are red and you're sweating. So I I have to step back. And when you're cold, you tell me. And I feel like that's what the dad is telling is doing here. Like, okay, you don't like collars. If you ever do, that's okay. We can keep them on the shirts. But for now, buddy, I'm going to go ahead and remove these collars for you. Right. You know? So, I mean, I'm voting not the asshole. How about you? Not the asshole. Yeah, I think that that was the overall vote is not the asshole. Um, Someone here said... I don't think you should apologize for her disregard to his discomfort. You did nothing but be practical. If anyone mentions if anyone mentions it, remind them that collars will be altered or the clothing will be taken to goodwill. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the perfect response. Right. Right. Well, so the next one that I have for you is. Am I the asshole for asking my husband not to invite stepkids out with us? Stepkids meaning I guess his, ki- his kids from a previous marriage. Yes. No. I don't even need to. Oh, hold on. I didn't even read it yet. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So it's my birthday in a week's time. My husband and I share one child together who is a toddler, and I have two older stepchildren who are in their mid-teens. My stepkids live with us half the week with alternating weekends. My husband tends to work the weekends that my stepkids aren't with us, and I work the week. It's quite rare that we do anything, me, him, and our child together. We do lots of family days out on the weekends. My stepkids are with us. Anyway, this year he booked my birthday off work which was a nice surprise and has said we can do anything I want. It might sound a little odd, but honestly, I just really like to take our toddler somewhere a bit fo- Ooh, sorry. It might sound a little odd, but honestly, I'd just really like to take our toddler somewhere a bit focused on them and have a day without me. 
My husband and our toddler, as it's very rare, they get to do something focused on their age group with both of us and our full attention. I really have, I have a really good relationship with my stepchildren, but we can go out. But when we go out, we tend to ensure it's older kid focused as they get bored easily and they are at an age now where they don't want to do anything considered lame slash boring and will complain the whole time if so. They also struggle a lot with fighting between the two of them so most days out there are at least one or two fallouts. It's life with teens, that's fine. But anyway, on my birthday I'd really just like to go somewhere, the three of us, where we can focus on the little one and not have to worry about older older ones getting bored slash arguing slash wanting to go home, etc. And seeing as they weren't supposed to be with us this weekend, I thought it would be a good opportunity to do that. Anyway, husband has suggested he ask his ex if we can have older ones that day so they can come with us. I've said I'd rather not to be honest, and it's now a big deal, and I'm apparently excluding and saying I don't like them. Never have or would say that. Am I the asshole for saying that on my birthday, the day where the older ones were never meant to be with us anyway, I'd prefer it if my husband didn't try and change plans to bring along the older ones, which means the focus of the day and what I wanted to do on my birthday will completely change. Uh. there's an edit so edit to add we are all going for a meal two days after my birthday which is when the older ones will be will be with us next <laughs> i mean don't don't say don't ask her don't say we could do whatever you want and then not allow her to exercise that right you're talking about the husband yeah I think, yeah, I think when I initially, because I didn't read the story. When I think, you hear the title, it's like, yeah, you're a freaking bitch. But, <laughs> like, yeah. you knew what you were getting into, a man that had kids. But now that I hear the full story, it sounds like. <clears throat> I guess my question is, like, if the husband, if if she told her husband, like, I want us to get a babysitter and leave toddler at home and the two of us go for a spa day like he wouldn't invite his other two kids yeah but but they're in a different age group than her little one Mm -hmm. so i understand want her wanting to do something with the baby yeah but that's what i'm saying is that he wouldn't have invited the teenagers to do something if the baby was left behind. Yeah. You know? And so I feel a little bit conflicted because I understand where he's coming from. And and I think that you know that I'm just very much like, everybody be included. I want everybody here with us, you know? And so I'm feeling like he is kind of in that same boat where he's like, yeah, well, if we're going to do something with toddler, like let's invite the other two. I think that there is just poor communication happening here. I feel like she needs to sit and have a heart-to-heart with her husband and just say, hey, listen, you asked me what I want to do for my birthday. 
You said I can do anything that I want. And what I really want is just to do something independently with just you and just toddler. I'm really excited to have dinner with everybody, including teenagers, you know, on this date that we've already set aside. But you told me that I can do whatever I want. I love teenagers, but I just don't think they're going to be interested in what it is that I have planned for myself. And that's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But I can also understand him because it's. I've just been in a, in a situation that I can relate to this personally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when anybody, it's easy for you to go mama bear or papa bear, whatever you want to call it, when you feel your children are being excluded. And and you might not be, that might not be the case, but sometimes I do get, I personally do get tunnel vision when I feel that someone is either taking a jab or excluding my child. So I can understand him too. Yes. He's going full like roar protection mode. So I, I get that. And I, I do understand that. I just feel like they already have a dinner plan two days later where the other kids are going to be with them so it's not excluding them it's fulfilling the like I'm he the gift he gave her was you can do whatever you want on your birthday right and so now I'm choosing what I want and it's kind of like the last story right here's the gift it's yours right you do what you want with it and it's the same thing here like here's your gift it's yours. And now that she's planning what she wants to do with it, he's like, mm, but that's not what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to do that, then we've got to do it this way that I had in mind. And I don't know. Her gift was you could do whatever you want on your day. Right. I Yeah. Like, if she wanted to go buy glitter and put glue all over her body and roll around in glitter for that day, would he say like, oh, I have to involve my kids in that too? Uh No. So one of the comments says, yeah, I actually think OP's way of handling the birthday is perfect. A toddler friendly event for the day of and then a dinner for everyone a couple of days later. The teenagers will be glad to have been spared the toddler activity. I honestly don't think they're going to feel left out at all, especially if no one tells them inviting them over for the birthday was an option. But honestly, even if they knew, it's very possible that they'd be chill with it. They're teenagers. They don't need need or want constant inclusion in every single activity. They're developing their independence and their identity outside of the family. I honestly think a meal a couple of days later is a great compromise that lets them not be involved in activities they're not interested in, while still making sure they know they're included as part of the family. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we both have preteens, and even at the age of like 10 and almost 11, my mm-hmm. like my daughter Athena, she is just flat out. Like sometimes I'll ask her to do something with me, and she's like, "I really don't want to do that." 
Aaron does it to me all the time. I'm like, hey, Aaron, do you want to, like, come to Trader Joe's with me just, you know, as a, you know, company? And he's like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I agree with this whole, especially if no if one's... I- it's like when, you know, my brother who has younger children and he's like, oh, I want to take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese. Do you want to come? But Aaron is beyond Chuck E. Cheese. Aaron is more of a Dave and Buster's age kid. Mm-hmm. So he, Aaron will be like, no, I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I will tell my, bro- my brother, like, thank you for inviting us, but, but we're not going to go because we're not, Aaron's not interested in Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. And like, even the other day, I asked a mom for some time. Athena wanted some time with their kid, right? And so they have a child in her class, a younger and a younger child, a child like two grades below. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, and Athena also wants to, you know, invite this other child who's friends with the child in her class and their younger sibling. And the mom wrote me back saying, I totally want this to happen. That sounds so fantastic. You know, But if I'm being candid and I'm being honest, the sibling of the other child is way too young and all of these kids are within like the same age group, about two years apart from each other. And the other child is four years younger than them. So, you know, she was willing to invite the other kid and, you know, let the mom of the other kid know that it would just be the older kid, which I, when I initially read it, I think I was like, hmm. But then I was like, no, that's so mature and so right and so, um, and such good observation. Like that little girl is going to want to do things that our nine, 10 and 11 year olds are not going to want to do. You know, she's like seven years old, which Athena plays with seven-year-olds too, um, but in a different way where she's more of a, like she's facilitating the game as opposed to playing the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, and I feel like that mom was so perceptive in a way that I think I wasn't being where Uh she's kind of like, my kids don't want to facilitate a game. They want to play. They want to sit on the couch and veg out and watch movies or they want to play board games or they want to do things that that seven-year-old just isn't going to be interested in. Yeah, got it. And I feel like I mean, for this case too with these teenagers, I mean, honestly, like I am a parent and even sometimes like I literally just don't want to play thank god athena is almost 11 now but when she was younger like i could only play for a certain amount of time and after that i'm like oh my gosh i can't do this anymore so imagine a bunch of teenagers two teenagers going to like i don't know what's a toddler activity like mommy and me music time their Mm -hmm. brains would melt yeah (laughs) <laughs> they just be sitting on the side on their phones. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a good time, you know? And so, I don't know. I feel like dad jumped the gun on this one. Yeah, I think he did. Mm-hmm. All right, so for the next one, we've got... Hmm, let's see. All right. <laughs> Am I the asshole for only tattooing one of my children's names? Mm. 
I had my first child when I was young and I was devastated when I had to leave her with my parents to go to college. I tattooed her name and a picture that reminded me of her on my chest. I got married to my wife about three years ago and we have a one-year-old son together. She asked me when am I going to tattoo his name. I told her I'm not planning to do so. I was very young when I got my first and only tattoo and it wasn't a pleasant experience and I only really liked tat- and oh and I don't really like tattoos anymore. She said our son is going to grow up and notice that I only have a tattoo for his sister and he will know who my favorite child is. I told her that that is insane and if she really wants a tattoo of our son's name then she should get one. We got into a heated argument and it ended up with her calling me an asshole. Am I really the asshole? To his body. Yes. I feel like the whole, like, my body, my choice, it's for all genders. Yeah. He's, she's, and they's, and he can do whatever he wants with his body regardless of anybody else's feelings. His body. That's it. Period. <laughs> mm-hmm. And honestly, I have an uncle that you know. I have an uncle that has tattoos all over his body, right? And he has my name tattooed across his chest. I am not close with this uncle. I actually don't even really like him. But I never felt that because he had my name tattooed on him that I was his favorite family member. Yeah. He has... That's a weird thing to do, though. I mean, he was in prison for a really long time, and I guess that's just what he did, right? He has a bunch of tattoos all over him, which I have no issues with people having tattoos. Like, go off. That's. I think that on... A lot of people, it's really, really interesting and beautiful, especially if the tattoos are done very well, you know? Yeah. Um, But it's something that he can just have, a, again, like communication. It's something he can have a conversation about with his son. Like, oh my gosh, I got this when I was, insert very young, tender age here. If he was going off to college after he had his daughter, he was probably 17 or 18 years old. Yes. And as we all know, your brain is nowhere near fully developed at that age. And he made a knee-jerk decision, you know? And it's something that he can talk to his son about. Like, yeah, I got this when I was so young. It's It's making it, I don't know, sort of like a my kid versus this other kid type of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. His children are his children, and I don't care what you have tattooed on your body. I care that you're a good father to my child, and your child, too. You know, your own child. Yeah. One comment says, not the asshole. However, I think you're pretty ignorant if you can't see how that looks like favoritism. No, I think she's the whoever wrote that is ignorant. (laughs) Somebody responded to that saying, explaining that he got it 
to feel close with his daughter when he couldn't see her, but the tattoo hurt a lot and he gets to see his son daily might actually help. Kids are pretty smart, so just being honest could be enough. If not, maybe a compromise could be getting a keychain or a necklace with the son's name or maybe his phone lock screen with the, with only the son. Tattoos hurt a lot and I don't want to feel the pain any pain of another tattoo so I have a special tattoo for sister and something special for you I can have both of my favorite kids with me you know what I actually I have I disagree I agree and disagree with this I feel I feel like a lot of people are not a lot of people but I feel like this comment is insinuating like oh you have to have something to no. physical yeah. to say like oh you're my favorite kid your kids are gonna feel that you love them if you show them that you love them yeah like this boy if this if this man raises this kid with empathy and kindness and love and plays with him and reads to him and takes him outside and plays ball with him and goes on special adventures with him right this kid mm-hmm. isn't gonna grow up saying my dad hates me because he has my sister's name on his chest and not mine Right. You know? I mean, I said on his chest, but I don't know where it is. And also, it's a good story to tell this kid, like, hey, this really hurt. So keep that in mind if you want one. The mother is maybe being a little bit toxic there. Mm. Somebody says, my dad has six kids, only one tattoo with one of my sister's name on it. Not a single one of us care or are affected by it. We do tease him, though, because one name is my horrible sister. Oh, we do tease him, though, because the one name is my horrible sister that we all hate and who treats him like crap all the time. He gets a lot of glad you got her name, dad, eh? Jokes. It's your wife that's being a jealous mama bear. That's exactly what you just said. Yeah. She's definitely being a jealous mama bear. No, no. I, I feel like mm, I get it. Like you want your kids to feel like everybody's equal. I don't actually know if that's what she's feeling, but I feel like if I – I only have one kid, but if I had multiples, I would, would want them all to feel like they're equal, you know? And maybe that's what she's going for. Like, everybody needs to feel equal. Everybody needs to feel loved in the same way. But he can do that without having to alter his body if he doesn't want to. And if he wants to in the future, then he can. Yeah. You know? I mean, it is his body, by the way. No? Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to redo this last one here. It's not an am I the asshole. It's a rant slash vent. And it says, I dislike my kid's friend. My seven-year-old daughter has a friend in our compound. The girl is eight. Every time she comes to our house, she puts me in in an extremely foul mood. She is whiny and entitled. She says that our house is boring and our toys suck. She says that her toys are more expensive, so they are better. She jumps on our furniture like it's a damn trampoline. She moves our furniture around to climb up to reach things, tries to cook things in my kitchen. I ask her to stop doing those things, and she tells my daughter, let's go to my house, where I recently found out that they are completely unsupervised and cooking or baking in their kitchen. 
Her parents buy her everything that she asks for. They rarely say no to her. Last Saturday evening, she and my daughter wanted to have dinner together. Since our family had a dinner to attend with an out-of-town relative, I had to tell them no, but I arranged a Sunday lunch for them the following day. I brought some pastries and set up a tea party for them with snacks and their favorite things. The little girl comes over and says that she is not hungry because she already ate the donuts that her mom brought. So she sat at my dining table and sulked while me and my daughter sat there and had lunch together. My husband happened to come home and was delighted to see the tea party set up and sat with us. The little girl continued to sulk but moved under the table. I strongly dislike this girl and feel like such a monster. She's only eight. Thank you for reading. I needed to get that off my chest. Ugh, other people's kids. Okay. How do you... I think the child is unpleasant <laughs> and does not follow, is not following the rules. Yeah. And doesn't respect other people's homes or being is not being taught to respect other people's homes. I think that she... I think that when you have situations like this with other people's kids who are not um, respectful of boundaries or your home or your rules in your home, you've got to really help your kids kind of see that this isn't how things should be and explain to them, if you don't want that kid in your house anymore, explain to them like, hey, this is why we're going to take a break or maybe this is just an outside friend like outside of the house with supervision right where you are mm -hmm. there um but also asking your kid like does it make you feel good when she says these things about our home or your toys do you feel good around this friend yeah that's not, I mean, where is this kid's mother? It's, it seems like she's just kind of a latchkey kid, I'm assuming, because she says that they're cooking unsupervised. Mm. You know, the parents kind of give her everything that she wants or needs. It looks like she comes and goes from her house without having to check in with anybody. Which wouldn't be the standard for me and my kid, but... You know, everybody, I, I understand that everybody raises their kid differently. Um, mm. I think one thing that needs to be universally, you know, even across the board is if a person doesn't make you feel good or is insulting you, then maybe you need to create distance. And I think that's an important lesson, lesson. for children. Yeah. Right. Someone... Someone in the comments said, I'm in the same situation, but I'm not afraid to be stern or a dick. I have one rule. I'll ask nicely three times for the kid to behave and follow rules. Fourth time, I'm an ass and send them home. Easy. I've sent her home three times, and each time she's come back a little bit more well-behaved. Kids want mm -hmm. boundaries, especially if their own parents do not force them. Right. You're in my house. I, I, I won't be a dick to somebody else's kid, right? Right. But I do feel like there was one time where Athena was having some time with a friend and I saw that Athena was uncomfortable and I looked at the friend and I kindly said like, hey, I think that it is going to be our time to leave now. 
Um, Athena looks really uncomfortable and is unhappy with what happened. So we're just going to give everybody a little bit of space, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the parents didn't say anything to me about them not liking that messaging, but yeah. like my kid was clearly uncomfortable, and so I'm going to remove her from this situation. Right. Did Athena say she was uncomfortable? Athena was, she, like, she looked physically like she was like recoiling, you know? And then when we left, she she just spoke to me a little bit and was talking about how she didn't like how certain things happened and thanked me for saying that we had to go. I, we're still working on having her tell me when she feels like she needs to go. We've actually come up with a code word, which I think parents and friends all need to have when you're going out together with other people. We came yeah. up with a code word and I said, listen, if you feel uncomfortable, unhappy, or if you just simply want to leave for any reason, then use this code word like in a sentence. And I gave her some examples of sentences. We made a game out of it on the drive home. She gave me some example of sentences. We were laughing because some of the sentences were like really silly. I reminded her that the sentences kind of need to make sense. Otherwise, we're going to be very we're not going to be covert anymore you know yeah and one time she did like she was out with a friend and the friend was kicking her under the table and she I guess asked this friend a few times if they could stop that it was hurting her and the friend was like laughing about it and didn't take her seriously and she came over to me and she was and she used a code word she said it in a sentence and so like let's just say I'm not going to use the actual code word, but let's just say this the code word is like pineapple. She'll come over yeah. to me and say like, oh, mom, I really want some pineapple. Did you bring any for a snack? And then that's uh -huh. it. Like my spidey senses are up. I'm like, okay, I got you, you know, <laughs> and now I'm figuring out how to leave, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, oh, you know, it, whatever excuse, you know, maybe it's getting late or we had something else to do or generally Julio's not with us on these play dates. Yeah, And so I'll say something like, oh, you know, Julio's home and we want to spend some time with him, which is never a lie because I always want to spend time with him. And then just like make our easy and very um, discreet exit. And that's right. it. It just ways to make your kid feel more comfortable. Like I can't imagine this little girl. Uh, I'm, I think I'm assuming it's a girl. Hold on. Let me go back and read. No, it's a girl. She said her seven-year-old daughter. I can't imagine this little girl loving, like, that she loves to hear this other child tell mm -hmm. her that her, her toys suck. Right. And that her house is better. Like, I can't imagine a seven-year-old being like, oh, yeah, this this really fuels my fire. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. You have anything else to add to that? Um, I feel like if the child, I mean, I feel like she shouldn't feel like a, a monster for disliking a child. It's not that she dislikes the child. She, the child does doesn't behave well mm -hmm. so she dislikes the behavior mm -hmm. that's actually a really good distinction because I feel like sometimes you 
totally can feel like you actually dislike a child, especially as a parent, and your kid is hanging out with these kids that have different um, morals and values. But you're absolutely right. It's not the child. It's the behavior. Right. Right. Very much so. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily think this child is terrible, but she thinks like jumping on my stuff is not, you know, great or, you know, insulting my kid in our home is not great. I mean, Rosa, have you personally ever been like insulted in a way, not as a child, but just like in general? And you're like, what is happening here? He, yes. Yes, for sure. I feel like when that happens to me, I become stunned. I'm like... Well, you know when something crazy happens and you don't know what to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, like, you just, I don't even know. Like, what the hell is going on? Right. Right. This one person said, I wouldn't tell your child they can't be friends, but I would set rules in your house. And if those rules are broken, that friend needs to go home. I'm not going to read the entire thing because it's pretty long. But just that right there, I completely agree. If the rules are broken, then you've got to go home. And just like you train your own child, right, eventually that kid is going to see that, oh, I can't do this in that house period. Right. Right. All right. So I have a funny one just to end. We're at around like 40 minutes now. So I don't want to keep you too long, but this is from the choosing beggars Reddit. <laughs> I think you're, I, like you're going to get, a, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with this one. So it says, I teach swimming to kids for free, even though I was offered money. Mom B demands that I have to teach her son exclusively and to give her the money offered as I don't need it. So I'm going to read these text messages, right? That was an exchange between this, I guess, swim teacher and the mom. So the mom says, hello, are you the lady who teaches swimming? Oh, I got your number from, you know, somebody. Can you teach my son also? And the swim teacher says, yeah, sure. The mom says, she said you offered, she said she offered to pay, but it is free. Is that true? I can't pay. Free, right? I can't pay. I'm a single mom. Hello, please respond. Hello, question mark. The teacher says, hey, yes, they are free. I'm in an office and I won't be able to respond right away. The mom says, wow, that's rude. I don't, I don't know what time today I should bring my son to the pool. The teacher says, I'm sorry. But today, I already informed everyone that I wanted to swim alone today. I will message you the next time I am teaching, probably after three days. I usually teach the kids from 3 to 5 p.m. The mom says, can you come at 1 p.m. today and teach him? 1 to 3 is more warm than 3 to 5. I know you have flexible timing. Can you reply faster? The, the swim teacher says, I... <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> The swim teacher says, I can't teach at one because I'm at work. It's already past 12. And today I really feel stressed and I need to blow off some steam. I don't want to teach today. I'm, I already told everyone that. From next time, I will inform you also. She says, the mom says, that's not fair. I already told him that he can go swimming today. Give me one good reason why 
giving one good reason to tell him or else he's going to cry. The teacher says, one, I'm not teaching today. Two, I already canceled. I can't uncancel with everyone this late. The mom says, that's even better. You can teach him alone. Those brats got free classes for a month. You need to make up for that with my son. The teacher, the teacher says, what? I can't teach just for your son. The mom says, why not? He has anxiety issues. You have to teach him alone. The teacher says, I'm not a certified trainer. I don't want to be responsible for the safety of a kid with anxiety in the pool with depth twice his size. I think you should go somewhere else. The mom says, when I say anxiety, I don't mean like that. He just doesn't like other kids. Teach, Just teach him exclusively for one month. After that, you can put him with everyone else. They got more classes than him. It's not fair. So you start teaching him from tomorrow at one. It is better to be out of the pool by three. That way no one gets sick. Also, he doesn't have goggles. Bring an extra pair tomorrow or let him use yours until I buy one. This can't be real. <laughs> Hold on. There's so much more. <laughs> The teacher says, I can't swim today. If I go swimming today, it will be at, <laughs> at least two days before I swim again. And I'm not going to teach him. I'm not going to teach anyone exclusively. And then the mom says, wow, you're, self, you're such a selfish bitch. He is just a kid. Don't you have any heart? I am a single mom and I already told him. <laughs> So at one, at tomorrow at one, I can see that you have seen my messages. I will throw him in the pool tomorrow at one. If someone, if something happens to him, you are responsible. Whatever. You are probably a lousy teacher. You are such a nasty, horrible person. My son doesn't, doesn't deserve this. I don't know what I did to deserve this. Why is everyone so selfish and unhelpful these days? You have flexible timing. You work less hours than me. You earn more money than me. Those bitches are rich enough that they can afford to get a swimming instructor, but no, they want only free stuff that my son needs. You are so privileged that you don't need money. You effing refuse money that people are ready to pay. They are ready to give money and you don't need the money. Do you know how much I need that money? I am a single mom. You should get the money from them and give it to me. You are privileged. You should give it to me. I need it more than you. If you won't teach my son alone, you should attest. I think she means at least. You should at least give the money to me. Reply to me. I can see that you read the messages, bitch. And then that's it. <laughs> I would block her. I can't even, I can't even not laugh. Like I, I literally am crying. I, I would tell everybody that I teach, do not give my number to this, yes. anybody ever again, or I'm not teaching. Right. You're like, this can't be real. Right. That is a wild she said charge everyone else and give me the money I think that this person is crazy <laughs> I'm crying I literally have tears in my eyes um the the coach is so kind because somebody said lol actually charge everyone else and free only for me and give me the money. What will you do if her kid shows up to class with all the other kids? And OP says, depends on the kids, I guess. I'd feel bad for excluding just them. But that doesn't mean I'm going to dance to her tune. I would not take this kid. No, I would not take them. 
I wouldn't take this kid because I feel like this is the type of person that will lie and say something um, went wrong just to retaliate. Right. I'm sorry. Nothing personal against the kid, but... It's nothing personal against the kid, but it's everything personal against the mom. Yes, absolutely. Someone said, you should totally forward this to the person that gave her your number so she can't lie and complain to other parents about you. And so that you can use this to ask all the parents if they wish to forward someone to you that they cannot give out your number, but you can give them the number of the person instead, right? Mm-hmm. And OP said, she's a very sweet stay-at-home mom in an apartment complex, the one who gave the number out. She asked me if I can teach her son when she are, when she saw that I swim often. Then she said other moms were also interested. Poor lady was so guilty, and she kept apologizing and offered to pay. I told her to give my number to anyone in the complex who were interested. I personally know all the moms of the kids, and they know about me. If this idiot badmouths me, they'd throw her out of the complex probably, and all of them have helped me around a lot, even before I started teaching because I'm the only tenant who is here single and everyone, every other are occupied by family. Mhm. What an awful person. It's just entitlement, right? Like yep. you're doing free swim classes and so you're going to teach my kid when I say you're going to teach my kid and you're mm-hmm. going to do what I say you're going to do. Not thank you so much for offering free classes. Right. That woman is unhinged. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I can't. But you can tell that this woman's like this with everything in her life. Like, she'll go, yeah. this is the type of person that will go to a supermarket and expect to have a personal shopper. Yes. And then she's like, well, why aren't you pulling all of my stuff off the shelves? And when someone tells her that that's literally not their job, she'll, like, start screaming at people and ask for the manager. Right. Like, how do it's you, a, huh? That woman, like, I, you're in need. You're being a choosy beggar. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself, lady. How do you tell somebody, I'm going to throw my kid in the pool at 1 p.m., and if something happens to them, that's on you? It sounds like a narcissist. I don't know. Well, like, elaborate on that. I've just had experience with a narcissist where they're like, they, they will give me a scenario. Like if you don't do this, then I'm going to kill myself or whatever. And it's going to be on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's not going to be on me. I like, you have issues. You are threatening to put your child in danger because you're not getting your way. What? Are you insane? I feel like I feel like this could be reported to child protection protective services. Because now I have reason to believe that a child isn't gonna be put in danger. Mm-hmm. I it's just like imagine the reality if they actually did kick their kid in the pool at one PM, nobody around, and then Police. The child drowns. Right, and then police and emergency services come to, you know, make sure this kid is okay and per- perform whatever they need to perform to to have make sure that the kid hasn't drowned to death, you know? And what 
like you're doing the interview with the police officer and her excuse is going to be like, well, the swim coach didn't come. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how much those cops don't care? Yeah. They're going to be like, so yeah. you kicked your kid into the pool. Right. You had said something before about like when you like somebody saying, oh, if you don't do this and I'm going to do that, like I'm going to harm myself or I'm going to yeah. out you. I feel like that happened so much when I was like younger and in high school with those like really unhinged, very juvenile relationships. Yes. Like I had a friend in high school who dated this guy um, and she, I guess she wanted to break up or she just wanted to be friends with him or something like that. And he had told her, like, you can't break up with me. If you break up with me, then I'm going to harm myself. And she stood in a relationship with him for, like, two years because she was like, I can't break up with him because he's going to hurt himself. Mm -hmm. That type of responsibility, like, obviously that's completely different. But the type of responsibility for someone else's well-being when it is not your default responsibility should never be pushed on somebody else. In, in that forceful fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you tell me, oh, well, if you're not there at 1 o'clock, I mean, my kid is going to be flapping around in the water, gasping for air, and it's going to be on you. Right. Or even to say, like, collect money from everyone else and give it to yeah. me because you make more money than me and you work more, you work less hours than I do and I'm, like, really busy. Just the entitlement. It's like, I don't know you, lady. I am not a, a, a non-for-profit charity here. Right. My, my... No good deed goes unpunished. That is very true. That is a very good point. No good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I've got for you for today. How did you feel Yay. about I'm, I've, I feel like I'm distracted because I'm trying, like I've, I'm trying to do multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I caught you at work. Alrighty. Well, that's the show we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of Flawed Feedback. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to get weekly episodes and you can join our Patreon Flawed Feedback Podcast for exclusive episodes and mini episodes on there. See you next week.